podcast where I talk motherhood, faith and relationships. Having a baby is a blessing and it's supposed to be a time of joy but the impact that it can have on your relationship can be really difficult to deal with especially when it catches you off guard. So today we're going to discuss five ways to get through your first year with the baby. Let's set the scene. Before the baby came, you and Boo, you and Babe, you and your husband, you had time for date nights, you would watch your favourite shows together, you would sleep, Lord, sleep whenever you wanted to sleep. You could do whatever you wanted to do when you wanted to do. And then you bring home this wonderful, beautiful bundle of joy and they're so cute and they're so small. And my dear, this is where the havoc begins. You have transitioned into what I like to call love and war. This is the place where y'all are gonna argue, argue and argue some more over some dumb stuff. Why are we gonna argue? Well, if you think about it, the last time that you guys probably would have had a good night's sleep would be the day before the baby came. After that, that's it. There's minimal sleep, in fact, zero sleep for the next six weeks. And as a result of that sleep deprivation, you can imagine tolerance levels are gonna be so low so when things are said, they are going to be misinterpreted. She says one thing, you hear another. He says something, and you take it as an attack on your mothering. Like, a simple why question can turn into World War Three, and I laugh <laughs> because I remember, like, the first week. And it can be as simple as, why is the baby crying? And he genuinely doesn't know why the baby's crying, but you've taken it personally. I don't know why the baby's crying. I'm not the baby. Ask the baby why the baby's crying. And pretty much, this is how it can go on for a whole year. Not constantly, but depending on the phase that your child is in, you will go in and out of these moments. Another reason why you will argue is that being a parent is so new and everybody wants to do their best. So people get in their feelings real quick. And the last reason, which is, is a real reason why people argue when the baby comes, is because, Dad, let me tell you something. You're not dealing with your wife or your girlfriend or your partner as you knew her before she had the baby. You are now dealing with what I like to call Mama Bear. And the fierceness that you will experience, just know that is who is answering you nine out of 10 times. So what do couples argue over? So you've got a new baby. As a mum, you're really learning how to deal with this baby because you know, you get the baby home, you think, okay, it's gonna be a case of feed them, change them, they go to sleep, feed them, change them, go to sleep, repeat. Well, in actual fact, it doesn't actually go like that. And so because you're learning, you're really, really learning, you're trying to find out what the baby wants, what this sound means, what this cry means, often enough, dad can feel neglected. You know, there's no time for him anymore. And dad, I feel you on this one, but you just have to be patient with mum. 
feeling like your other half doesn't understand. Now, as a mum, as a new mum, you have to deal with so much that he doesn't have to deal with. So sometimes the way you behave, the things that you do, he just doesn't get it and that can really be a source of conflict. Like when you say you're tired, I know he says he's tired too, but when you say you're tired, it's on a different level. Now resentment. This is something I never really expected to feel, but it it came up and it was more feelings that his life didn't get as affected as mine did. I mean, obviously for the first few weeks, we were at home together, um, we were going through everything together, but pretty much then he resumed his normal life. And it takes its toll on you. And I think for me, one of the biggest times was during breastfeeding when I was up late at night and I turned over and he's fast asleep. And I was just like, oh, I wish... I could be doing the same thing. On top of that, that then spiralled into feeling like your partner can choose when they participate. Like, as a mum, it almost feels like you have no choice. If the baby's crying, you've got to see to the baby. The baby's hungry, you've got to see to the baby. When the baby wakes up in the morning, essentially, you are the first port of call. But ideally, you want to share the workload and you are supposed to share the workload but I feel it's easier for a partner to say oh do you know what I'm still tired I want to sleep and it's like hello our priorities have shifted there's a small person here now so I get that you're tired but why do you feel that you can choose to want to have a lion one of us has to get up so why does it have to be me you know there's just so much that happens when a new baby comes and aside from arguing, just your whole relationship dynamic changes. And I think one of the biggest things is that you kind of go from kind of two adults communicating with each other on the same level to more of like a teacher-student relationship. And what I mean by this is, as a new mum... You know, we're very particular about how we want things. We've done all the reading. We've been given lots and lots of information. So when you bring the baby home, as much as it is a partnership, a big proportion of the early days is mum telling dad what to do. No, don't do this. Don't change the nappy like this. Put the clothes on like this. Bathe them like this. So obviously that's going to change your relationship because you're not necessarily going to feel like equal partners anymore. On top of that, there's a big role reversal when you bring baby home. So, for example, before um, we brought our daughter home, yes, we did share the housework and things, but obviously I did the bulk of the cooking and the cleaning and things like that. But once baby comes, dad has to take on that role. He's now doing the cleaning, he's now doing the cooking, he's basically now doing everything that you would have done before. And again, in the beginning days, that's all fine. People are accepting of this. But if it lasts for longer than somebody perceives it should last, then that also brings an issue into the relationship because then dad's feeling like his needs aren't being met. Not only is baby kind of taking priority, 
but now he's not being looked after how he would desire to be looked after and he's having to take on all of these roles that he doesn't want to take on and he feels isn't his role and all of that just kind of builds up and makes it so difficult to kind of maintain the relationship that you normally would have. Another thing that affects the whole dynamic is now you don't have time for each other. When you do have time, all you want to do is sleep. And that does take its toll. But the good news is it's not like that throughout the first year. The first six weeks, or let me say the first three months, you're not going to have time for each other. And then as baby becomes bigger, baby's a bit more independent, you do start to shift and come out of that. But then there's going to be phases again where you are then going to not have the time for each other. In addition to that, there's reduced intimacy. Let's keep it real. Especially depending on the type of birth that mum has had. She doesn't want you touching her body. And some mums, especially when they're breastfeeding, find it really weird for dad to now be all up on her boobs when that's baby's boob. So however you work that out with your partner, but just know intimacy definitely changes. And obviously, again, for the first few weeks, a girl needs to heal hello i just grew a baby i just pushed out a baby with shoulders it's a mess down there and aside from that our bodies have changed like so much has happened that a lot of women aren't comfortable with their new body in the beginning so they don't really want you looking at it they don't really want you touching it and i know for dad like fine you get maybe like the first couple of weeks cool you need to let her rest but after that I mean your hormones are back and raging but she might not necessarily want to so you just have to be patient because if you keep trying she's going to keep saying no and it's going to make people feel rejected and that's that's not it she's not rejecting you but she just needs time and also like there's so much going on with you as a new mum there's like a thousand and one things floating in your head you've got this new little person that you're trying to do your best for you're trying to find out who you are where you fit in as a wife what you like what you dislike the kind of mum you're trying to be the kind of person you want to be there's just so much And so sex is the last thing on your mind. So yes, there's a disconnect, a big disconnect. But I've come to give you good news. This does not last forever. And I promise you, promise you, promise you, towards the end of your first year, you see the light and you feel better. So here are the tips. Number one, support. And understanding is crucial here and everybody's feelings here are valid right so we can't just be being like oh I'm the new mum therefore you've got to respect my feelings and all of that jazz no he's a new dad too and so how he feels you've got to validate his feelings and you've got to support each other in the sense of oh you're doing a great job babe you're being a good mum you're being a good dad oh the way you did this was fantastic because he's learning as a woman we pretty much have quite a lot of experience with children it's not our own it's a niece a nephew so it's kind of a bit more natural but for some guys they've never been around a baby until it's their first baby and then we come around and we're literally demoralizing their every move oh you put the nappy on wrong oh you changed her wrong oh you're burping her wrong oh you're holding her wrong oh you're bathing her wrong 
So, you know, try and support and understand each other and that will go a long way. Communication is key. I found that if you don't say how you're feeling, what's going to happen is you're going to sit in your feelings and it's going to fester. And then you're just going to look at your other half like, I don't even really like you. And I'm not going to lie, like, I did have periods where I would let it build up, build up, build up, where I would literally start acting up. And then my husband would be like, what's wrong with you? And then I would say how I'm feeling. And I think part of that was because I just found it, like, you're a new mum. You don't want to make it sound like you're not coping. You don't want, you know, you want to make it seem like everything is okay. And although your partner's your partner and you can confide in them, you just don't always want to let people know how crappy something is going or how you feel. But it's really, really important. So what we used to do is to have, like, regular check-ins where we say, OK, how are you finding parenthood at the moment? What could we do better? Um, talk about your relationship, where it is, how it's affected, and how you can then move it forward for the next month. Number three, carve out time for yourselves. And I know it's really hard, especially if you don't have much support from friends or family, but what we did, as soon as our daughter got to three months, we went on a date night. And it was so nice just to get dressed up, do your makeup, go and have a nice dinner. I'm not going to lie, I was tired <laughs> within like two and a half hours. But we got that time for each other. And other ways to carve out time for each other, you know, when baby's gone to sleep, have that time to sit on the sofa and cuddle or just watch your favourite programme or, you know, let's go for a walk. But a baby can really come and take over. And you have to remember that your partner and you were there before the baby. And so in order to provide a great environment for your baby, you guys have to be your best. Oh, tip number four. Lord have mercy. This is a hard one, but you have to learn to keep quiet. You don't always have to answer back, especially in the time of arguments. Or, you know, there's going to be things that your partner will do or you will do. And it's just going to drive you crazy. Like, for me, it's things like keeping the wipes open and not closing them. Or maybe, like, eating something that I put out for baby. Or even when you're in that thick of sleep deprivation. Oh, trust me, you stay ready to have a quick comeback for an argument. But that doesn't help. So just be quiet. What I learnt to do, and oh God, I never even knew that I had this strength, but I would leave the room and I would just go into a room and just say, Lord, give me the grace to keep my mouth quiet because I'm one of those people, once I start, that is it. Like, we're going to be here forever and you don't want that for your relationship. You don't want that for the baby because the children will pick up on that. So just sometimes learn to be quiet, learn to walk away. Know which battles are worth picking. Number five, make time for some physical touch. And that doesn't necessarily have to result in sex, but it's very easy for you guys to live your year as roommates. You wake up, you just say hi, you go to bed. Sometimes you go to bed earlier than him because you're tired. He's just in the front room. You're in the room on your iPad. And you're not really functioning as a couple. So what I think is really important is, you know, find that time to hold hands. Find that time to hug. Find that time to have a kiss so that you don't end up in roommate syndrome. And, you know, as I said earlier, the first 
year with a child is so hard going on your relationship and very few people actually talk about the impact that a baby has on your relationship and I think it's because nobody wants to seem like they can't handle it but I'm not gonna lie there was one point where I was like Lord I know you did not bless me with a child to come and now ruin my marriage and I was even thinking hey if my marriage is like this with one child me that I wanted three children is that really gonna happen but I tell you, it can improve. You will get through it. The last and most important thing to help you get through is to pray. Prayer is the master key because you can't do the first year in your own strength because as people, we we can't. We're going to want to be rude. We're going to want to argue. We're going to want to be selfish. We're going to want to be horrible to the person that has been there for us, that has supported us for our pregnancy, that has been there when the baby comes. So make time to pray. Pray together. So one thing we always used to do before we go to bed, pray. Thank God for each other. Thank God for your baby. Thank God for the journey and how far he brings you every day. On top of that, also take the time to pray for yourself where you're not with your partner because you know what you need to pray about and pray for your partner because it's not easy and you know as women we do make a big hoo-ha about our transition and what we're going through but men are silent and you know sometimes they're really going through it and they're not going to want to tell us because we're going through it and they feel that they have to be the support for us so let's pray for our relationships let's pray for our partners let's pray for our children and trust me i am at a year now and we are in such a good place we can look back now and laugh about the crazy things we argued about and we look forward to our next year as parents so i hope this has helped and i hope you've enjoyed the podcast feel free to find me on instagram at blessed mother m-u-t-h-a that's how we're spelling the mother and if you like this podcast like it and share it bye